Alternative radio. And and just shut the alarm off and then go back to doing what I was doing. Except yeah, but your dumbass has cameras inside. We have, we have a security <laughs> system in the house. <laughs> Oh, so God. I like threw a blanket around myself, made it look like I was like half asleep, and I'm like, yeah, you go shut it off. So I'm going to bed last night, and <laughs> Lauren's just like, "Why are you naked?" Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And we're going to do things a little different this time around. Most of the time when we when we do this show, we do like shout outs at the end. Uh, and when we do news, like we usually do like, you know, a little thing before it. But the, this week, we're going to do it a little differently. I'm going to get right to the shout outs to jump shit off. So listener Scott reached out to me on Instagram. Uh, you know, just just a cool guy all around. You know, he he just he just told me that you know he he loves listening to the show. Uh, he had a few questions about pictures of beers that I was posting and stuff like that. We were swapping like uh, you know just talking about beer stuff we like because we used to review beers on this show. Uh, but it, it it got a little daunting, a little it just padded the show out. Made I feel like we long, reviewed so. every beer. <laughs> That was in our area at the time. <laughs> well, there's a whole bunch of new ones and stuff like that. But, you know, Scott just wanted to let me know that he's really enjoying the show and that he does plan on coming out with his own podcast at some point. And you nice. know, I 100% I encourage him to do so. And I look forward to listening to it. And like I told him, if he has, if he needs any, any questions, any advice. Then Scotty doesn't know. He can reach out to me, but big shout out to Scott. Thanks for reaching out to me on Instagram. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. To, replying to some of my posts. You know, I I like hearing from people, man. Even, even if you're not telling me like you listen to us, you're just like, you know, you just reach out and you're just like, well, just shoot the shit. Like, it's not like me and Scott sat there and like talked about like the show. Like he didn't have like uh, you know, a burgeoning amount of questions about about like me or Jay. Like he was just like talking about beer and like shit that interests him and, and, and stuff. Yeah, and had, normal stuff. Good chat. Yeah. He's had a good chat. Yeah, you know, I like I like when people just just you know reach out to have a good chat. You know, I talk to I, I talk to Dick Lay now like uh, you know every other day, and we play video games together on fucking PS Five. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you if you want to play video games with me and Dick, yeah, all you got to do is follow me on Instagram. It's at as it's at SMB Dave on there, or you know you can follow us on Instagram at Super Movie Pod, and uh, I'll be happy happy. To provide you with my with my gamer tags for for you know, all my platforms and stuff like that, we can get some gaming in. We can play. We can shoot the shit. I, I'm terrible at video games, but I'll fucking make you laugh. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's what you get. For you will do you that. You're you willing to dub. play video games at all hours of the night, and uh, <laughs> you won't get the dub with me. But you know, it, yeah. you'll, you'll 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 walk away smiling. I can promise that. But anyway, Jay, without any further delay, let's get into this week's news. All 
All right, Dan and Laddie, just a brief few news stories to run through with you. Netflix has announced that the prequel movie to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead will be titled Army of Thieves. Now, this will follow uh, just one character mm-hmm. from Army of the Dead, and that is Dieter, the master safe breaker. My name is Dieter, and I'm going to open what cannot be opened. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So uh, it's just it's going to follow that character, and uh, obviously, you know, he unlocks safes. He's a thief. And yeah. so it's going to be telling another another tale of a heist. And um, I mean, I, I kind of like the, I kind of like the the you know the uh, the poster art they got for it. It's a pair of it's a pair of old school like '80s headphones with like the big you know the big uh, wire band over top of them, mm-hmm. uh, sitting over top of of a safe lock and stuff like that. But uh, this one will be produced by Zack Snyder. I don't believe it's going to be directed by him. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, I'm sure. I'm. I, I'm hoping. I feel like this is going to be a little bit more of a comedy. This is going to be a lot more of a zany action comedy of sorts because that's what the character kind of was, and you know, put him in an interesting circumstance. And I backdrop. actually kind of hope not. I hope. I, I hope he is the only fun zany character in it. I don't want well, too no, much no, of it. No, you know no, no. I mean? well, that's what I kind of mean. Like, I think it's going to be, you know. He's going to be, it's going to be like the action stuff in the background, right? He's got to do something. He's got to heist. He's got to have safe crack or whatever it's going to be. And he's the comedic foil going along with these plans, you know? Sure. It'll be, sure. it'll be, it'll be a fun watch. Absolutely. But if you're going to have a German character, like, can we get into like, you know, the, 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 the German, uh, the whole German, like underground sex, you know, thing that goes on the red light district oh, and all that. What stuff, is that? You do know? tell Dave. Click it off, dude. Click it off. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with German people? Yeah, well, I mean, Amsterdam, right? They have the, like, the whole red light district. And, like, you know, you've seen movies where it's like, Unscheiße, yeah? Yeah, you want to do Unscheiße? <laughs> My Scheiße on your face, yeah? <laughs> That's where I want this movie to go, Jay. All right. You want to shock me, Netflix? You want to shock me? You thought if you thought that sex life was yeah. <laughs> taking things maybe a little bit too far, which I did watch an episode of Sex Life, um, but maybe maybe that's taking things a little too far. Just wait until you get into the Zack Snyder produced Army of Thieves, starring Dieter from Army of the Dead, as he gives shizes out to men and women across the Deutschland. That's the after credit scene. <laughs> that's the after credit scene. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wait I for it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm Shiza. <laughs> Next news story. All right, HBO is developing The Last of Us until television series. Now, this has been going on for a while. We've all known this, so this isn't like new news. Uh, and Pedro Pasquale has been has been cast as, as the lead protagonist, Joel, and someone that I'm very happy to see. Bella Ramsey. The name doesn't doesn't like ring any bells. It's not a name that you would immediately be like, oh, I know who that is. But if I played this for you. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king from this day until his last day. The king in the north. Mm. Of course, you know, that's Lady Diana Mormont, the lady of Bear Island, the one who proclaimed Jon Snow king of the north. Uh, she she will be playing Ellie in The Last of Us. Now, The Last of Us is something I literally just started playing this week. Um, so, like, I 
I haven't had a PlayStation since PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. So like when I got this PS5, I was like, cool, I'm going to go back into a whole bunch of like PlayStation exclusives that I haven't gotten to touch uh, and that everyone else has touched and I'm pr- still pretty pristine on it, still pretty spoiler free. So I am playing through the story of that game right now. Uh, so I, I, everyone's excited about anyone who's played the game is excited for this series. They just want this series to succeed. And clearly HBO believes it's going to succeed because the meat and potatoes of this news story, the real news story here is that each episode will exceed eight figures. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. That's more than game of Thrones. Per episode. we, We know that they've already canceled that they canceled a Game of Thrones series uh, that was in development, the one that was about the long night, because they were worried about the cost of it, because they were also developing... You think it's um, going to be more special effects stuff? There's going to be a lot of special effects, because this is this involves well, zomb- uh, like zombies that's in where a the money is. That's, world. Where, that's where the money's going. But they're not just zombies like, you know, <sighs> shambling zombies. It's not even really zombies. It's people who are infected with a fungus that causes them... To uh to you know attack other people eat them and stuff like that and the fungus like it, it doesn't it doesn't just attack your brain like right, it so takes the, over so your the money is going to uh all the extras and the makeup department <laughs> and a fair bit is going to Pedro Pascual like don't think like he didn't sign that contract without yeah. getting without getting you know a fat seven figures uh, he, he's no yeah he's a stud right now he's definitely a sought after stud. Absolutely. But that's just that's like baffling to me. And I was just like, is HBO Max really doing that well? Because a lot of numbers for these streaming services aren't being reported, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we just you, found you out fake that, it till you make it. We just found out that like Black Widow, you know, it, it broke the streaming record for, for, for at least for Disney Plus in the fact that they made I think it was sixty million dollars there. Oh, just on just on Disney Plus alone, not even counting what what they made internationally, and then on top of that, they also got eighty million at the box office. So like, it, Black Widow for one week was the hottest shit out, and then a week later, its fucking numbers plummeted. That's just that's just bad word of mouth, probably. You know, it's not. It didn't become that must see MCU movie. So, um, it, but also theaters aren't as healthy as they were. So the, I feel like this is HBO just being like, you know what? It's theaters still aren't as healthy as we want them to be. We could put a metric fuck ton of money into a TV show and make it back because this is a property that people can get behind. And this is something that people will subscribe for. Yeah. 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 I, I you know, I think they will. I certainly will. And, I, and it depends on the trailer and the excitement. If the marketing gets people riled up again, which I do think it will. Especially if it has a good trailer, that's the key. If you don't have like a banger trailer to get people excited, you can't. You know, no one's gonna really get excited for that. Even if you say, "Oh, it's spinoff from Game of Thrones," no one gets me more excited than Oberyn Martell. You raped her. You murdered her. You killed her children. Confess. Who gave you the order? Oh no no no! You're dying. You cannot die yet. You must confess. <laughs> <laughs> the dude is in like six episodes of that series, and he had such a lasting effect. Like the the, the dude kind of owes his career to being Oberyn Martell because he was just so fucking good in that role. Um, but yeah, I I I think you're right. You know, I think uh, 
you know, we haven't seen much from the Game of Thrones spinoff, but I'll talk about it a yeah, little but, bit. But you know, people are chopping at the bit for good series, and this is something that's been missing in our landscape. You know, a hugely, and hugely worldwide make, hyped up. Not to make this show. episode go any longer than it needs to, because this always sparks a discussion between me and you. But you know, putting that much money behind it is putting true cinematic dollars behind it, which goes into everybody future proofing and getting ready for the future of cinema being there on streaming services. Yeah. But they got to put the money there. The quality has to be there. The quality can't go down. I mean, once all the theaters are gone, if that ever happens, then they can reduce the quality. <laughs> once people don't have another option. Mm-hmm. But until then, they need to compete with the theater system for it. So, uh, look, I look forward to The Last of Us. Like I said, I'm about halfway through the, the, the game right now. Um, and I, I don't expect HBO to follow it, you know, beat for beat because they barely did that for game of thrones past season two or three so let's get into the next news story speaking of subscription services jay uh netflix announced uh about a month or two ago that they were going to be streaming video games on their network so some people are some people are speculating whether they're going to be developing their own along with this which i think is kind of cool if they do they will Um, at some point yeah, but the but the interesting thing is like people thought like you know I wonder how much like that tier is going to cost right like you could pay I think it's uh fourteen ninety nine a month or maybe it's fifteen ninety nine a month now I can't remember and that's like the highest tier of of Netflix and that is that's where you get like the the HD on four uh, K TV you can stream it on as many devices as you want all that stuff so people were were wondering like what's it going to be to my subscription to add video games on. My big question is, what controller do I play video games on? Do I have to like buy a Netflix proprietary controller mm. to play them on their platform? To be TBD. Uh, but uh, so they came out this week and they said, like, nah, video games are free, bro. Blows people's minds. I, this is this is all you, man. I have no. I, I'm not free. surprised. Well, I mean, video game, video I do game think services, you're going to see a hook. There's going to be a hook somewhere. Video game services are a lot of money, right? Like, yeah. they make a lo- Steam makes a ton of money. Uh, yeah, Steam's like probably probably the biggest, you know, the biggest uh, video game. But also, you don't know which video games are going to be on there. You don't. Uh, and then you also have like the Xbox. You also have Xbox with Xbox Game Pass and stuff like that, which I pay into, so I can have access to hundreds of free games. Free games. I'm paying fourteen ninety nine a month for it, but I get access to all these games. And I also have you know PS Now and PS Plus, so I pay into those things and stuff like that. For for me to already be paying into Netflix, and I'm just being like, nah, you're you're getting it for free. It depends. You're right. It does depend on what titles they're getting. If they're getting big AAA titles to go on there, which I don't think they will, honestly, I don't think they will. Big AAA titles, not they right away. Make, not right away. Right. They want to make their 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 sixty dollars as soon as they possibly can and get and get people locked in. But the way like things on Xbox Game Pass work is like a year later for this game. It might be on Game Pass. You might you might just get to play it for free. If it's an online have has an online component, that those waters might be dead at this point. But if it goes on something as popular as Netflix that everybody has, those waters may not be dead anymore. You 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 might go you, you know you could get into you know an FPS online shooter that's 
10, 12 years old and still find people to play because everybody has Netflix. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. You know, I, I don't want to get like too excited for it because like I still feel like I'm probably going to need my other subscriptions. I don't think this is going to hit the ground running and be like the fucking cat's pajamas. But it if anyone has money to to lock developers down to exclusivity deals, it's Netflix. Like if Netflix could just can go to studios and be like, you now develop for us. Like it, it could be some game changers there. So it'll be something we have to like wait and see on. Mm-hmm. But um, for it to be free for subscribers already, I think that's I think that's that's pretty huge. But it's also telling to me that they may not be getting the top tier titles and stuff like that that people might might be accustomed to they might be getting a lot of the indie developers they might be getting a lot of the smaller like 40 dollar titles and stuff like that that'll go streaming onto there i'm not sure if they're going to get the big triple light titles though but we'll have to wait and see next news story all right Jay, this is the final news story so apparently over at warner brothers they're was a casting call that had gone out and this was for a young actress uh between a certain age race was not was was not specified uh hair color was not specified and it came down to to four women four actors uh isabella merced or you know dora from the live action dora the explorer movie zoe deutsch leslie grace and Haley lou richardson so uh these are the four actresses that were in a close running for Batgirl. But reportedly today, Leslie Grace, and we just reviewed a movie with her in the Heights, uh, she has apparently been cast as Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. What do you think? I mean, she's my second choice, I would say. I, I, I think it's a good cast. Uh, I thought she was great in In the Heights, and oh, yeah. I think she's a, a fresh, great new actress. I mean, so, I was so not. So here's, here's what's got me thinking, right? Yeah. Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright is playing James Gordon in The Batman, and he's he's a man of color. Leslie Grace is playing Batgirl. She's a woman of color. Do you think that Batgirl might be in the Batman universe? Because we already know that HBO Max is developing kind of like a GCPD type TV show uh, with Matthew Vaughn that will be coming out shortly after the Batman on HBO Max. So do you think that this may possibly, just based on casting alone, be tied into the Batman no. I, I don't know, man. I get the feeling like they might be trying to build their own little universe over there because Batgirl is an is a HBO Max original movie. This will not be in the theaters. This will this will release exclusively on HBO and, Max. And that's movie. partially my reasoning. Um I just don't I, I just I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't think that they are going to dabble with that. It's such a huge high risk. You know, the Batman's already been finished shooting a while now and Yeah, but if if you do it low risk where where the fact that like like a wink and a in, nod, maybe an end credit exactly, scene. Exactly. You know, it's something in the same like that. Universe. Maybe. I'm not yeah. saying Robert Pattinson's gonna show up as Batman and just be like, Hey Batgirl, you wanna <laughs> you wanna fuck? Huh? Because apparently in the killing joke, Batman fucks barbara gordon i don't know that was a terrible animated movie uh read the comic it's way better <laughs> but yeah i don't think i don't think anything like that but i think like the whole point of gcpd is it's kind of like a wink and a nod like right we're following the the police officers 
of of Gotham, not necessarily you know Batman, although Batman is obviously in the background. He's he, he's part of it. He's part of the city. He'll be part of the he'll be part of the dialogue. He might even be in the background and stuff like that. But or, or there'll be someone in a suit who's not Robert Pattinson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, there's all these possibilities that that they could do. You could do the exact same thing with Batgirl. Where it's just like, yeah, this is the same Gotham. Mm-hmm. That's the same Batman. That's the same James Gordon. Batgirl, you know, she's of course she's involved with all that, but she doesn't get involved with all that. She has her own story, her own path, her own stuff. But it all takes place in that same Gotham, in that same universe. That's all I'm saying. All right, we'll see. And bet. yes, yes, <laughs> I am basing that on race alone. That's awful of me. It is. I understand that. Well, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I I feel like you may be reading into it a little bit too much, but I could be wrong. That'll be script. Script reads me. (laughs) (laughs) I know who I am. I'm a dude dressed as a dude disguised as another dude. (laughs) Anyway. That's going to do it for our news this week. Jay, it's time for you and me to head over and do some reviews and discuss. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. RJ, what did you get down to watching this week? Two exceptional indie films. Uh, one was, you know, introduced to me, well, somewhat. I actually was on my radar, but Dylan brought up Burning, this Korean film that came out right, a couple right. years yeah, ago in that, 2018. That, that, that's, I a that's a documentary that is no. following the, uh, the, the gonorrhea epidemic happening <laughs> in South Korea right now. <laughs> no, right? no, 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 no. Nothing like that. No. Okay. So it's the, it's the one with Steven Yoon that he talked about last week. Got yes. It. Got it. Got it. All right. And yes. what's uh and, and uh, what's the other one? Uh the other one is in theaters right now, Nicolas Cage's Pig. Yeah, that's the uh that's the prequel to Carrie, right? It follows it follows a pig, right? A pig on a farm. It's much like Babe. Well, oh, la, la, la. Sh- and then what happens it's, is It's actually Charlotte's Web. Yo, no, I mean, but but, but <laughs> no. that pig, that that pig, they they follow it, and you know, it does all these great deeds around its farm. Everyone loves the pig. Everyone loves that pig. You know, that's that's some pig. Who doesn't love a pig? Yeah. And exactly. then all of a sudden, John Travolta's there with a fucking giant sledgehammer, smashes this pig that everyone loves, and then his blood is used in a bucket to be poured on Kerry. It's called mm. it's called pig. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it draws you in with its family friendly nature and talking animals. Definitely not. <laughs> but it freaks you to fuck out when that pig gets killed and all of its blood gets dumped on Carrie and then she burns the whole fucking town down. Um but that's that's what pig's about, right? Absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. All right, well let's get started with burning. What is burning up? You know you know it when you say indie. You know I'm going to fit in a fake synopsis somewhere. You did. You did a good job. You slipped them in. You slipped Thank them you. in. You Thank did you. It very I mean, good. Yeah, it's almost like it went unnoticed, much like sex with me. Yeah. It just goes on. Well, just just like masturbation <laughs> for you too, you know. <laughs> That's a Patreon story, Jay. Shh. I'm trying Don't to lure them over to the Patreon side. Don't all bring right? it up to these plebes ah. who just listen to the free show. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Jay. What's 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 burning all about? Oh boy, this is a very 
interesting layered uh, slow burn that actually kind of pun intended that goes rolls out for close to two and a half hours that starts off with a couple weeks of antibiotics it'll clear right up yeah and it, it kind of starts up and sets up to be somewhat of like a love story of sorts um you know this guy kind of a loner bumps into this old childhood friend and they kind of reconnect and you know she kind of wines and dines him and she's very alluring and different and he's surprised that she's kind of entered his life and that guy is is uh steven yoon right no this oh. this is a different guy. This is uh the main lead. Steven Yoon is actually kind of like a supporting there's a role. Div- there's two guys that are burning? Two. Did they sleep with the same girl? Big question mark. Big question mark. I mean that's that that explains why they both got the burn, right? So and then it slips into this mystery of sorts, like this, you know, visceral experience of him entering the the fold into this triangle love triangle of sorts yeah. and much like the mystery of who know, gave me the clap i mean it's the well, same mystery right. and steven Yeun <laughs> is the big mystery because he is this mysterious guy he's kind of like Asian a gatsby Zero. guy he's very rich he's very charming you don't exactly know what he does for a living and okay. you don't really know his motives with this girl and it's it and there's a it's a really genius script and nuanced layered story that kind of evolves into then a thriller. It's almost like a three phase hey, layered movie. I just came up with a killer script that uh, is extremely layered and will weave a tale of mystery uh, that everyone would probably want to see what about me and you writing a movie about a guy who gets a venereal disease and then starts going down the line of people that he slept with to find out who the patient zero was and it leads him to a great gatsby type character it sounds like a romantic comedy yeah (laughs) yeah until he finds out that that dude is involved with the same sex cult that was in eyes wide shut and the only thing they have on their mind is murder oh like how I took it there? Yeah. Yeah. You, I'm, you, I'm you had to take it there. You had to take it there. Yeah. I'm full of fake synopses. Oh, man. I should have told you about, on Patreon, I should have told you about my dream that I had. Damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll save it for next week if I remember. I probably won't. Along with your uh, your your bachelor party story. So. Uh, along, oh, right, right along with the with the with the Baltimore bachelor party mm-hmm. story. But anyway, uh, burning obviously yeah. Dylan recommended it to everybody last week. And, uh, he recommended it to you and I. I didn't have the time to watch it because it was Shark Week, and there's a little spoiler, little, you know, little little, little 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 foreshadowing of what I'll be talking about somewhat in my in my what are you watching? Uh, but you're also recommending it now too. Oh, absolutely. This is a must-watch indie film. Um, it's streaming right now on Hulu or Amazon Prime. It's a solid A for me. I, I really It's only indie to you. This really is top-tier cinema out there in uh, uh, South Korea, sir. Yeah, well, it still is. I mean, it's it's definitely an indie film. It's it's a long indie film, and it's also subtitled. So, <laughs> you know, it's a, there's a lot going with it. Um, yeah, a lot of barriers to keep some of the it's, so, it's some, not, some regulars, you know, you know some... So, it's not as flashy as Parasite, way. but it has a great ending like Parasite. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, Dylan De- said a similar thing. So, all right, that's two recommendations from two different podcasts, uh, and both men that I that I trust equally in their opinions. So, I'll check out Burning. I probably won't talk about it on the show because that's twice we talked about it on the show. But uh, that's clearly you guys are encouraged to check it out too, or don't. I mean, like we're like, we're just fucking 
jackasses who talk on a fucking free radio show for you guys to fucking download and listen to. You don't have to listen to us, but you might enjoy a thing or two if you do. For fuck's mm-hmm. sake. Jesus. We need money. Go to Patreon, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Please. Listen to us <laughs> ramble about our personal shit. <laughs> uh, All yeah, for yeah, support and advice. Yeah, if you think Dave's got, if you think Dave's a little fucked up listening to the regular show, uh, maybe, maybe listen to the Patreon. You'd be like, oh no, he's he's totally fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Rose podcast. Uh, just $1 a month. You can get all the available episodes that are there. I counted today. It's 39. 39 episodes that you can get over on the mm. Patreon for just $1. You can binge them and then you can At get At least just as- $1. At least one dollar. You can binge. Yeah, I mean, you can do more. You know, more. You can get yeah. more out of it. Um, I still have some stuff in the fucking. Um, what was that thing? What we call that thing? The, we haven't. The we have thing. The Are, loot chest. Oh, the we loot still, chest. I still, I still have some loot chest items that haven't been that that never got sent out because we didn't get enough people Lots of who goodies. loot chested. Yeah, Lots let's go, goodies. guys. Come on. Lots of goodies. Lots of goodies. All right, Jay. You talked about another movie. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to hold you up. What was that other one called? Pig. What was that other little ditty? Pig. Okay. All right. Well, what? I mean, fucking tell people what it's about. Don't fucking scream pig at me. Hey. Jesus Christ. You sound like my wife when I'm eating dinner, you fucking bastard. Jeez. <laughs> so you already know I have body issues. You want to so scream the word sensitive. pig at me some more? I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me who you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. All right, so this one is the latest in theaters starring Nicolas Cage in a very surprising film slash role um, you on the surface would probably suspect <laughs> have you ever been drugged out into the street to be pissed blood exactly it's not that kind of film uh, <laughs> it does have you know uh, it, it, I would say it's like on par with like these great surprise good indie films and roles a la Mandy or Joe that he's recently done over the past few years. Right. I mean, in in the same vein that they're that that it's different. This is more like a thriller than a horror, right? Like well, that, that's what I'm hearing. No, not at all. No, this is a, this is a, this is this is my point. This is like a completely <laughs> not what you would expect from reading. You know what you would uh, the synopsis to looking at Nicolas Cage in this movie. You would expect it to be something else, but it's not, and it becomes a uh, it's essentially a depressing tale of love and loss, and say, trying I, to connect with a something. lot of my horror fans have have like the the people that I follow and and people that I listen to their podcasts, listen to our stuff like that. So a lot of people that I trust as horror fans are saying that like it's really good. Now that doesn't mean that it's a horror movie, but like they're saying that it's, that it's really good. And these are people that I trust. So, I mean, I'm not going to the theaters to see it. That's for sure. But, oh, uh, well it, I mean, to me, this is the best movie that came out so far this year. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. So it's, it's just one of those things where you got to curb your expectations. Interesting. Last week it. you had a different movie that you said was your favorite all year. I can't remember what it was now, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything like this. It was something that I didn't even think that you were, would be like something that's like on your radar, but it, it, it was, I can't remember what it was now. Oh, but- really? Uh, I'm surprised. I don't have it on my notes, uh, but, <laughs> but no, this is one of those 
you know, so okay, so he he's a truffle hunter. He's in the wilderness in Oregon. Lives lives alone in the pig. The pig gets captured. He wants to find this pig. And then you slowly realize um, more and more details about his life, who he is, his past, along with Alex Wolf, who was his kind of supplier or dealer or whatever. He kind of gave him his supplies that he needed to live on his, on his own. He took the truffles and did with it within the industry of the restaurant world. Um, and Alex Wolf also has a sub story that, you know, really gets into a lot of fleshed out detail with his father and the industry and, and within his own self. Um, and it's, it's, it's it, all the way to the very end. It is just a gut wrenching, slow burn of character and character study. And it's just, like I said before, it's actually, you know, a tale of moving on love and loss and and how you deal with it within different kind of ways and different kind of confines and situations that people have to deal with and um it is you know one of the most surprising films i think i've seen in a very long time and it's also definitely one of my favorite movies that i've seen so far this year and it's a solid a oh man cool uh looking back in our text messages uh i asked you how pig was and you said it was my it's it's my top movie of the year so that's it's the movie I was thinking. Oh, okay, of. We d- you just saw it last week, and we didn't right. we didn't get together last week. Right. Uh, but uh, on our Patreon, why don't you talk about the fact that you ate breakfast next to Chad Smith? Oh yeah, I keep forgetting Chad Smith, that. drummer, dr- uh, you know, <laughs> famous drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because yeah. I mean, did you give it away? Give it away? Give it away now? I, I'm ass- there were he was with like I'm assuming his grandkids, but you never know with a rock star. Uh, they were like you know seven eight years old. And uh, and he was just having, he just like, having dude, breakfast. He's in, he's in his he's in his fifties. He's not like that old. He man. Looks, he's like younger he, than our parents. He, he he looks like they're our parents' age, just like you know, hipper. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was in Montauk having breakfast after the fishing trip, and uh, and I spotted him right away. I'm like, I know this guy. And it, it, the giveaway was obviously. The like Black Sabbath shirt tattoos and the backwards baseball and the backwards cap. hat. Yeah, Chad always yeah, he always <laughs> which, wears which he always hat, wears. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy shit! And, and obviously, like you know, the only thing that I've really ever seen of him of late was that a few years ago, him and Will Ferrell, you know, playing like identical twins or something like that. Or Will yeah. Ferrell pretty much mocking up, mocking him, dressed up as him, having a drum off, and it was great. Yeah, it's Will great Ferrell does look skit. a bit like him. He yeah, does. He sure. does. It's a great skit. And that's probably the last time I saw him. And I, I just never really thought about it. But, like, he just had that kind of face. I'm like, he just sort of looks familiar. And it finally came to me, like, 30 minutes later. And we happened to sit, like, next to each other, um, you know, and, and um, yeah, snapped the photo. <laughs> I didn't go up and talk to him or anything like that. I wasn't going to do something like that. Yeah, but like a creeper, dude. You, like, fucking nah, snap the photo. I'm, like- I'm, I'm pretty cool around celebrities usually, so. <laughs> That's how Jay gets laid by so many of them. <laughs> oh, that would a be a fucker. Patreon exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About my, my, like, my story like, about hey, uh, yeah. I let Chad's. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I let Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers just pitch it right into my right into my eager gaping asshole. <laughs> I'd consider. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd consider. All right, man. Is that it for what you got down to watching this week? Yes, sir. 
other than uh, obviously you and I will do we'll do our Loki discussion uh, at the end, which will be full spoilers, by the way. Yep. So uh, I'm not going to play a spoiler warning when we get into Loki. If you haven't finished it, bounce the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jay. So let, let me kick things off by saying, like, me and Lauren have been rewatching Game of Thrones. Why? You ask? It ended so terribly. Yes, it did. However, reading the books again just seems like a lot of work. I don't want to do that. I'm already reading one book. I'm reading I'm reading Fire and Blood, which is not so much a novel. It is a historical textbook <laughs> about the Targaryen dynasty that lasted for 300 years until Robert's Rebellion overthrew them. And we get the start of A Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones. So I'm reading that book. Uh, my wife, who's who's currently reading game of thrones the uh, song of ice and fire novels was like would i like it would i would i want to read it and i was like it's a textbook it's literally a textbook like by the time you're done a chapter i can give you a 10 question quiz on it <laughs> that's how it feels it's just like and then magar the cruel did this and and then he fought this night and then they went to war with these people and this is what happened and this person died that person died this person died that person died dead 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 moving on now it's another year later and he goes to war with this person you get what i mean it's it, it reads more like a textbook but still because hbo has house of the dragon coming out in the beginning of 2022, uh, which it's, I believe it's just wrapping up its filming right now, or it's currently filming its principal photography right now. Um, we decided like, we're going to jump back into game of Thrones. So in rewatching game of Thrones and yeah, man, that show's fucking awesome. to a certain point, <laughs> <laughs> like when you binge it, like you, and I haven't binged it since I binged it before season eight. So like you could clearly like see a decline in its not its quality, in its quality of storytelling. You know what I mean? Like it just it like we're on season five, and I remember like midway through season five, I was just like, fuck, I am fucking bored. Up to a certain point. Then that point is hard home, which I was like, fucking A. Mm. That's fucking cool. That's a fucking awesome episode. Uh and then Six, seven, eight, they all just feel like a lightning storm. It's just like, you know, just goes so fast. But I'm looking forward to, to House of the Dragon. Uh, that will not be telling the story of the entire Targaryen dynasty, which is why they didn't name it Fire and Blood. Uh, they will be just covering the Dance of Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very interesting chapter. But if you're a huge Game of Thrones fan and you, you haven't read Fire and Blood, if, you, if you're a history buff like me and you're okay with, like, reading... <laughs> <laughs> things that sound like history textbooks go right ahead and uh yeah game of thrones is just it's just one of those shows you know even though it ended so bad i still have to say like it's one of my favorite shows of all time because it's just so easy to go back into and start it and find yourself into a binge mode for it so first off that's the first thing i watched secondly jay last week what's one of the th- what, what's one of my favorite things in the entire world to watch documentaries about and then get all sad about Fishing, the ocean, the ocean yeah. related Close type to. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Shark Week last week, yeah. so I watched two documentaries. The first one produced by Eric Bana. It's called Envoy Shark Call, uh, and this basically uh, is taking a look at the use of of nets that line the entire northern shore of Australia, you know, down to, uh, I believe it's Queensland. Look, I, I don't know. I, I'm not from Australia. Dude, he's going to correct me a bunch of stuff. But they use shark nets because uh, they 
believe their government believes that that it keeps sharks away from the beach however this documentary aims to 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 point out the flaws in the shark nets how much they don't work in keeping sharks away from their beaches and how much damage they are causing not just to shark populations but the populations to a lot of creatures in that pacific ocean area um i mean you're if you if you love the ocean, if you love animals and stuff like that, it's gonna be a tough watch for you. You're gonna see some animals and some truly dire straight situations wrapped up in nets, um, basically knowing that that animal is not going to live, that animal's going to die. Um, so it, it it does get sad, but obviously this stuff brings awareness to some to, to some major problems. You know, sharks are a massive part of the ocean's ecosystem. And it's actually two documentaries that I watched and both of them said the same thing. Sharks are doctors of the ocean. If you are, you know, if, if you think that that coral is dying off just because of the change in ocean temperature, you're wrong. Coral is also dying off because a lot of fish eat from the coral and when there's no sharks around to eat the fish, the fish become larger in population and they decimate coral, kelp forests, everything that creates oxygen for the air that you and I breathe. So uh, definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, I have Discovery Plus, not because I thought I needed it, but because it was Shark Week and I did a free trial and I've since canceled Discovery Plus <laughs> after Shark Week. I'll probably do it again next year when Shark Week comes about again. So, or at least, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it for the month of July every year. So they'll get my money for Shark Week every year. And then, Jay, I watched another documentary, this one produced and directed by Eli Roth. Uh, horror master, at least horror aficionado, Eli Roth. And this one is called Thin. Now, Eli Roth takes a deep investigative dive into the shark industry, the shark fishing industry, mm -hmm. the black market shark industry, uh, and looking into the practice of thinning, which is catching sharks, cutting off their fins, drying them out, and selling them on the black market. Um, and he quickly finds out that while it is happening on the black market, it is a completely legal form of fishing. You can go out and you can catch hundreds upon thousands of sharks. You're not allowed to cut their fins off and just dump their, dump their limp carcasses back into the water. You have to keep the whole shark. And it turns out that the shark is valuable for more than just its fins. It's valuable for a whole bunch of other reasons, mainly its liver, which is a third of its body weight. And uh, its liver is used in just about every product that we ha that we have that involves silica or any type of beauty or aging product. And yeah, that's type crazy. Yeah, it's used. It's it's crazy how much how much it's used and the fact that. There's almost no regulation to it. So Eli Roth takes this deep dive, and I I, I enjoyed it a lot because I think Eli Roth a, a, attacks the subject in a very earnest matter, right? Like, sure, he's a famous director. Sure, quote, unquote, famous, right? I'm not saying he's prolific. I'm just saying he, he's a known director. <laughs> An actor, but, yeah. Right. He goes, he goes into it with zero ego, whatsoever right he, as he, he should as he should right he understands that yeah, he's a fan of sharks yeah he swam with sharks because he's hosted shark after dark for several years on discovery channel during shark week uh so he has a healthy respect for sharks but 
he started hearing more and more about this 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 practice these this this black market for for shark meat and stuff like that and he decided he wanted to make a movie about it and he partnered with discovery channel and took a deep dive into it and it's fantastic i mean it's it's extremely knowledgeable uh and it it gives you a lot of great information and it's it's fucking entertaining like jay you know shark fin soup is like this this quote unquote delicacy in china right turns out it's not quite what you think it is it it, it like it's not like this not like this this dish that they've eaten for thousands of years. They've been eating it since the 60s because the emperor at the time developed a taste for it and commoners want to be like the emperor. So therefore, it became a thing to have a wedding and serve shark fin soup. And that is the reason for the, uh, the, the fin industry right there. Took off. But when you because every wedding needed to have it right, but you're talking about a you're talking about a sun dried shark fin that is then boiled and blanched and then put into the soup. In the end, what it winds up tasting like is nothing. It doesn't taste like a goddamn thing. Hmm. So it's it's a fun it's I say fun as you watch like like thousands of animals be slaughtered, but it 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 is an interesting topic that I think people should check out. So if you have the ability to check out Finn on Discovery Plus or uh, if you have the ability to check out Envoy Shark Call, both of them are great documentaries about conservation and uh, how important sharks are for our environment. Uh, I believe they're on Discovery Plus, but I believe they're also on your on-demand service. So if you have cable, you have uh, Verizon, Comcast, whatever it is, uh, it should also be on your on-demand. Shut your fucking mouth! No problem, Shut the fuck up, you cunt! All right, enough of that. I didn't. I didn't... I tried to stay as brief on that as I possibly could without getting so deep into it because you know how far, Jay knows. Jay knows how oh, deep know. into the rabbit hole of, <laughs> uh, of of ocean conservation and uh, and 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 marine life conservation I can go deep. into, but I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief, <laughs> as brief as I can there. So uh, I also got down to watching Fear Street, sixteen sixty six. This is the third installment to the Fear Street. How anthology. many installments are there? Uh, Three. Many- there's Three. A, okay. The last okay, one. okay. This is the last one. I'll say this. This was my least favorite one. Hands down. So it goes two, one, three. Two, one, three. For you. You got you. it. You okay. got it. And I think it's because I didn't really enjoy the 1666 aspect of it. Uh, I, that story was only being told to service the 1994 story because, like, my wife was kind of shocked when she's just like, it's over already? Because 1666 ends. And she's like, no, it's still got 45 minutes. And I was like, yeah. Because we got to go back to the unfinished story from part one. Back. I'm back from the future. Great Scott. And that's, you know, so it's it's kind of like, it's kind of twofold. Where, like, I I really enjoyed how it ended. I enjoyed all the stuff that was going on in, in, uh, in 1994 during this one. But I found all the stuff from 1666 to be mostly boring. Um, boring and pedantic, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Once it got back to to 1994, it was just a means to an end. It, you know, still a love letter to horror and stuff like that. But this just felt like it was so neon and so punchy and so like I was just like, ugh. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like the third one kind of jumped the shark. It's definitely the least of the two. Like I would give it a C plus. I think I gave the other ones a B plus, which 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 brings Fear Street down to a solid B for anybody who wants to check it out for all three installments. Um, I don't without I don't want to go into it too much. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, it's enjoyable if you're a horror fan. You know, I I know 
I know a few people that we talked to last week. Uh, Dylan has has checked them all out now, and he's he's enjoyed them. So it's not a bad way to spend ninety minutes. I wouldn't suggest anybody sits down on like a Saturday and watches Fear Street ninety four, Fear Street seventy eight, or sixty eight, whatever it was, and then Fear Street sixteen sixty six. Like spread them out a little bit. I feel, I feel like the cheese, the stilted dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't hold up for binging. No, no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, if you think about it, each one's about 90 minutes. So, like, at that point, you're already at four and a half hours, five, five hours of now. Nah, fuck that. Fuck. I would not spend that much time watching this, uh, but breaking it up into these into these bites. I think it's I think it's good. I actually look forward to uh, to like a, 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 another Fear Street anthology coming out, uh, you know, three films down the line. So I do look forward to that. So, all right, Jay, I got down to watching one final thing. I don't know if you watch this or not, um, but I got down to watching Space Jam. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going old school on his butt. Let's play a game. I'm a savage. Come on. Whoa. Hey, any, I, I, I let him still attach. Everybody right, but you I got it. I got it. Ooh. She got me. Classy, bougie, <laughs> Granny's out here having a martini at halftime. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, I was not gonna watch it. I couldn't. Holy shit, bro. Holy shit. This was bad. <laughs> like this was fucking bad. I like, I couldn't when, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I really when they couldn't. announced that they were making this, like full nostalgia brain took over and I was like, cool. LeBron, obvious choice. Yeah, I got it. I mean if Kobe was still alive, I would have preferred him, but you know, things are the way they are. Helicopters crash. LeBron James becomes Space Jam. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm laughing at a man's death. I'm terrible. But anyway, uh, you know, it is like LeBron James can't act. Number one, I don't know like right. why Warner Brothers like watched dailies of this and was just like, no, he's good, he's good. And it's like, yeah, maybe Steph Curry might have been better. <laughs> did any, did any exec he would. say that he would be did good? Any, did any exec say that? Probably not. But I think he it was been part better. of the deal probably to go to L.A. and play for the Lakers. It probably was. Yeah, look, look LeBron was like, hey, look, I'll come to L.A. But we got to deal with Warner make Brothers sure that, that I can that, make. That, the sequel or <laughs> a, a remake of Space That's Jam. That's how the Lakers sold it to him. It's just like, you come to LA, we got a I'm, deal I'm for kidding. you to be. I, I would not be surprised. We got a deal for you to be in the next Space Jam movie. We got Jack Nicholson to broker it with him. And he's just like, yeah, you come here, LeBron, and you're going to give us a fucking ring. And then you're going to be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a terrible Jack Nicholson, but. <laughs> it's good enough for anyway. me. It's it's it was just dude it was fucking terrible. It involves LeBron and his fake kids, uh, with his fake wife, and he's he he's a dad that just puts too much pressure on his kids, uh, and and he goes to Warner Brothers and they're offering him this deal where they're just like we'll put you in the pictures, LeBron, like we'll 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 take you to the stratosphere, like you're already you know the hottest person on Instagram and other social medias, and it's like. I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of followers. I don't know if he's the hottest, but, you know, he's got a lot of followers. <laughs> and then what they do is they're like, look, we, we developed this new system. It's called an algorithm, as if none of us know what an algorithm is. And it essentially takes someone like LeBron James and goes, what properties would you be good at appearing in? And it, and it just like, it basically says like, 
Hollywood execs don't exist anymore. It's all just a computer program. We put in the names, we put in the plot, and then it just spits everything hmm. back out to us. And and that's what we wind up making. And it's all so I like the meta aspect of that joke. Uh, but Al G Rhythm is played by Don Cheadle, and is he is absolutely fucking annoying in this movie. And to the point where like I was pretty bothered by the time we're in like Toon World and stuff like that, where I was just like Don Cheadle would show up and I'd be like, I'm going to go take a piss. I'm going to make a sandwich. I'm going to do something else because it was annoying. And I could tell Don Cheadle wasn't enjoying himself. And It's almost like an, an insult to the viewer. It's, it's almost, and, it was, and I'm surprised it did so well box office wise. But Jay, the Looney Tunes didn't even make me laugh. Ooh. Because they can't stuff dynamite down each other's pants anymore. And they can't. <laughs> They can't blow each other up with guns by sticking a carrot into the barrel of a gun. Like they, It's like what made the Looney Tunes great has been completely neutered. Sure, you'll get an anvil on your head every now and then. But they're making so many jokes about like about like our world. But all those jokes, all those Doesn't jokes, work like the, with the tunes. all those Kardashian jokes and stuff like that that they make, they're five years fucking old, man. Like, we've all heard them all before. We're mm. just seeing a fucking cartoon character say it now. But all I want that cartoon character to do is fucking blow the other cartoon character up because that's what they're fucking good at. I wanted to see the skunk fucking practically <laughs> raping a cat. Because <laughs> 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 that's what the Looney Tunes are. Look, Pepe Le Pew never raped. It was unwanted sexual advancement. That's for sure. Harassment. I'd say that. Sexual harassment. Yeah. He's, for sure. He's just sitting on her. That's all. <laughs> but, it's, but it's missed, man. It's missed. The only fun I had watching this movie, watching this dribble, watching this trash, was when they finally get to like the final, like, with the Space Jam. Oh, they didn't even play the song, by the way. They didn't play that song. They did play I Believe I Could Fly, but it was a cover, and it was completely different tempo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, you don't want to pay R. Kelly. You don't want to pay him anything. <laughs> but still, you don't want to give that dude. He pisses on fifteen-year-old girls. You don't want to give no, him. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> did, did he do that? I thought it was Seal. No, no, no. Seal, Seal did the one from Batman Forever. I've been kissed by a rose. He didn't. Do, on- I know, I know, but he didn't do. I believe I can fly as well. I guarantee. No, Seal did not do that. Oh, I thought he did that one too. I, I now now I got to look it up. I got to look it up because I got to be right, Jay. Because I got to be right. You might be right. Sh- I'm pretty sure it's R. Kelly. So then, you believe he urinated on a 15 year old girl? Whoa, hold on, lady. I didn't say all that. You know, with these tapes, they can do a lot of things. For all I know, that piss was digital. They they get crazy special effects. R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. Radio version from. You're right. Space Jam. So. Hot damn. But the only fun I had in the movie, Jay, is when they go up to take on the new form of the Monstars, which, by the way, everything takes place in a computer. It's not like aliens crash landing or anything like that. It's there, There's just no love for, for anything. There's no reverence for anything. Uh, Algae Rhythm just uses some 
sort of computer technology don't worry we'll just say it's computer technology you don't have to think about it too much to take nba stars and then turn them into these characters and input them into this world versus lebron james and they all have like superpowers and and stuff like that don't don't question it too much you're not even gonna like them that much so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna spend any time with these nba stars either like the way we did in in the original space jam where like we see them in like support groups and stuff like that which is really funny and charming and stuff like that we're not doing that this time we're not even going to bother with them. They're just names. You should understand who they are. You should recognize them. The only fun about it was in the background, uh, all the Warner Brothers stars from all the characters from every single Warner Brothers movie that's ever been made. You can you can spend years uh, going frame by frame uh, of the crowd for the final for the final Space Jam basketball game, and you could have a great fucking time just picking all these different uh you know one brothers characters out in the background i mean obviously every batman villain i think and known the man is in the background uh, a really really bad mr freeze that's supposed to look like arnold schwarzenegger but looks nothing like him is like right in the forefront stay cool bad boy uh there's jim carrey's mask is in there like i mean i can go on and on and on that's the only fun so like if you have hbo max don't watch the whole movie just get to that and then maybe spend like a half hour just kind of like going through the crowd and picking people out and go well that's kind of cool that's yeah. the fun I had, isn't it? Did Bill Murray uh, make an appearance? Fuck no. Oh, okay. Fuck no. You think Bill Murray would read the script and be like, I'm in. I'm just curious. Nah, he did not. He did not. So uh it's it's not worth it's not even worth your time. It's not even worth your time. It's not even worth a hate watch. It's it, it has nothing nostalgic going for it. It's shit. Alrighty then. Uh, it's a uh it's an F. Straight up F. Ooh, I hated every minute of it. Damn. I hated every minute of it, Jay. Every fucking minute. You think Logan so would much like so it? that when I when I tried to watch the the no I Logan hasn't watched it yet and that's my that's my, that's my biggest fear, dude. She's coming this weekend. <laughs> I know, dude. That's all I was thinking. I'm like, uh. she's gonna love it. She's gonna love it. She's gonna watch it like ten times and I'm gonna be like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, kid. Get the fuck out of my house. Can't take it. <laughs> all right, man. Jay, uh, now that we've gone through, what are you watching? And uh, everybody already heard, you know me peppering in the little uh you know the 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 way you asked me to do it how i just kind of like easily segued into like uh dropping off our lines and stuff uh that i usually say for the end of the episode now that everyone's already heard that shit we're gonna go jump into loki now and everyone can just you know who hasn't seen loki can leave can go now let's get into loki can i pee first maybe loki wants to mix it up is that possible you can change hi this variant is insubordinate, stubborn, unpredictable. He's doing great. You need the god of mischief. But he's really arrogant. I am Loki. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. Unbelievable. Wherever you go, it's just death, destruction, the literal ends of worlds. I know. All right, man, Loki. Me and you broke down the first episode. We got into like some of the Easter eggs. Like they found some, they found some Infinity Gems and stuff like that. Everything, pretty much, it took everything from from the MCU that we knew previously and was just like, and spit on it. And it was just like we're going in a different direction now. <laughs> yeah, nothing quite topped the first episode. Yeah, all right. That's what I was wondering, man. Like, did did this show me, come together for you? For me personally, uh, no, it, it never fully did. It had some. Uh, upticks for some episodes but ultimately yeah. this was a disappointing i don't want to say i don't know season show i don't, I don't know what it is but 
No, I mean it's a show. They they already announced that it's getting a season two. Okay, so, so. It, it, it's 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 the only one of the ones we've gotten so far that is getting a season two. So, yeah, I think they just kind of mishandled it. I I think they had a good handle an idea, and it just didn't go the way I, mean, I thought I it was going to. I don't want to put you on a spot too much, but like, what was because Duty didn't like it either. But like, what was it like that? That that turned you off on the show. Was it that like every different episode? It was just like you here's know, another crazy thing from another universe that you may not understand of, unless you're a big MCU fan and stuff yeah, like that. Well, kind of that, but also it almost makes me think a little bit that it's kind of the I keep going back to this the Jack Sparrow thing. Too much of Loki ain't a good thing. See, that's one of the things I actually liked about it, and I think was because you know, even though I liked him as a character, and I think he did an all right job, to, and Tom did a really good job, and I think they did a, a decent enough job bringing in other sub characters to try to fill in the gaps and and bring kind of either levity or humor, or whatever it may be. See uh, what I what I liked about I it know. was the fact that like I felt like this version of Loki, he was very much the Loki we we know from the series. You know, early on in this se- in the, in, the, in this series, you know, episodes one and two, but like we 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 see like this deconstruction of the character and stuff like that, which I really liked. And by the time we're at the end, like most of the jokes that this Loki had are, are practically gone, right? Mm-hmm. All the mischief, all that is is gone from him. Uh, and and I really like that because like it's it's kind of taken us to the point where we were with Loki in Infinity War, where he ultimately meets his end. But it's just it, it took him in a different route to get there. Where you really see Tom Hiddleston having fun with the character is when he's playing those alternate versions of himself you know where where where, where he's playing where, where he's playing different versions of loki and stuff like that i feel like then he's really having fun with it and i think the show because tom hiddleston eventually was playing it so straight laced with the character of loki it brought in new characters that were that were that, that could be zany that could be it could be a little bit crazier and and could still yeah. give you those type of laughs and stuff like that 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 you weren't going to be getting from hiddleston anymore because his his version of the character is evolving and stuff so we get like kid loki we get like boastful loki and we get old man loki who's the same who's the version of them that that you know know, eventually moves off and lives on a planet all by himself and realizes all of his faults and his mistakes and stuff like that i i thought that stuff was like really cool but i i do agree with you and duty in an extent where like i do feel like the middle of the series like really dragged right i i really thought it dragged um, we we I think we unlocked the mystery of who uh, of who this variant Loki was too soon, right? I I think unlocking that mystery by episode two might have been a little bit too soon. I think it would have been a lot more fun to right. treat it more like a detective show with him and Morbius. I'm sorry, him and Mobius, and and we got him and Mobius kind of like doing this buddy cop thing for a little bit longer. Like I felt like we were introduced to this buddy cop thing, and uh, it went between him and Mobius. And it gets ripped away from us so quickly. But then we also get a scene later on where like him and Mobius share a hug and it like I'm supposed to feel like that that feels organic, but I really don't because I never felt like they connected on any more of like yeah. a cap of a captor, you know, cap T type relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know I, I think more of a relationship that's like as close as you would have while you're dog sitting someone's dog that's not yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do it's think an, I do think Owen Wilson's character was one of the strongest things about about the show though absolutely and, uh, and, uh, and i think that's without question across the board i think there's there's nobody that, that doesn't agree with that yeah Just yeah seriously that's um, 
which the director uh, will not be returning for season two. But she said her hope is that someone can find a way to fit Mobius getting onto a jet ski in the story and make it organic. That's what she wants. <laughs> Damn. I love it. That's her quote. I love it. I love it. I don't know if it's a quote. It's more like paraphrase, but like she wants, she wants to, she, she's apparently committed to something else and not able to, uh, to come back to direct the next season. Cause she directed, I think it's Kate Heron. I want to say her name was. Yeah. I think she did the whole season. She did the whole season. She did it. She, she did all six episodes, which is, you know, I mean, that's, that's commendable. Yeah. I, I mean, she's, like, you know, I mean, she's, she headlines, um, sex education, which is one of my favorite shows on Netflix um you know and that's a series it's a comedic series in Britain, britain so uh it's it's uh so it's, it's a fun it's series a, it's, it's a fun series it's, it's great it's on Netflix, i know too. dave likes it as well and yeah. i think season three comes out soon but i was right it was kate heron oh look at that look yeah. at that yeah look at that Good i didn't job. even need to look it up i was right the first time and then i looked it up again just to confirm because if i don't get it right people will fucking yell at me and you know i don't like being yelled at but uh you know so that's I, I get where like you and Duty are coming from with that stuff. I do feel it's like just they, surprisingly, they it just surprisingly wasn't fun, and I I just didn't care. And it was one of those things where like I guess I needed it to go. It's just it really was just choices. It was direction. It was set choices, background choices, like certain things, like where I it took me out, and I didn't care about the worlds that they were in. Like I, I, see, I, just, I cared, yeah. I cared a lot because I care about the character. I like, I like how it says the character. I did buy into the romance between. And this is full spoilers. I already warned people this is going to be spoilers, yeah. so don't worry about spoiling anything. Uh, I, 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 I mostly did, did. I mostly did for the love story. I yeah. did buy into the romance between him and Sylvie. However, like I, I heard some discussions where people were like, "That's not a romance. Like it's, it's not, a, it's not a romance. It's not meant to be a romance." And I was like, "Cause it played off as a romance." <laughs> well, they definitely played it that way, but yeah. it's also. You know, they also show that it wasn't, you know, in a lot of ways, I, too. I you know, like they were on this, their own I do missions. admit that the series, it almost feels like it's there for shock and all value, where, like, we, you know, most of your hooks to it are kind of like, look how crazy, like, we can get with different versions of Loki. And now we're, like, in this void world and we're getting, like, all these crazy Easter eggs, like... You remember the yeah? You remember Yellow Jacket from Ant Man One? Well, apparently he made himself really big at one point, and then got you know sent to the void. And here's a giant version of his helmet. Here's the Thanos copter, which is a real thing. Thanos flew a helicopter in the comic books at one point, and it said Thanos on the tail. <laughs> so that's there. Uh, there was no Spider Mobile to be seen from 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 what I've heard, but there should have been. And then, like deep in the dirt, there is Froar, which is Frog Thor, um, <laughs> and you can see him jumping towards Mjolnir, which is also buried in the dirt and stuff like that. As they go down into the secret Loki uh, headquarters and stuff, so it's like the cool Easter egg stuff that gets me like geeked and stuff. But for me, this series really didn't come together until like those last two episodes. Like, I really liked episode one, you know, two, three, four, fine. And then five and six, I was like, I'm I'm back on board, you know. Um, and then we get to we get to the end, right? And I felt like it's supposed to be this mic drop moment, right? Where it's like, here's Kang, the Conqueror, right? This big bad, this 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 Avengers big bad, this Marvel big bad. He's this, you know, he's this scientist from the from the 31st or 34th century who travels, you know, back in time into comic books to basically ensure his own ascension as 
Emperor of Earth, as Kang the Conqueror. Uh, and it's always up to the Avengers to stop him in whatever timeline he's in and stuff like that. So he's this big villain in the comic books. Uh, and we already know that he is the villain for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, as well. So it got me thinking. I was like, so what's the point of like introducing him here? And like when I watched it, like I told my wife, I explained to her, like that's Kang the Conqueror. And I explained to her all these things. We had Renslayer who was the leader of the, of the TVA and stuff like that. And in the comic books, Renslayer was, was almost like a romantic foil for, for, for Kang. She was always on Kang's side and stuff like that. And the TVA in the comic books was the same way. So I was like, so like, I know it's Kang the Conqueror, but I realized he never said the name Kang. No. Once when he was introducing himself and all of his titles, he did mention he's Conqueror. You know, he mentioned all these different titles for himself, but he never mentioned Kang the Conqueror. And then what I realized was like, how does my mom watch this and know what the fuck this guy is? Right? He's just a nobody at the end of a tunnel. It's like being told you're going on a journey of great discovery. Well, it's the same thing for me. But you get you the answer. You was a nobody to me. Yeah. Yeah, and you get the answer, and it has no meaning towards anything whatsoever. It does for me because I know who he is, but right. I realize there's probably a vast majority of people that don't know who he is. I would and say have to, I would say seventy percent. They're gonna have to take to to the YouTubes and to the interwebs and all the stuffs like that, so that they can Maybe. like be like, "Who the fuck was this guy at the end?" They're like, "Oh, it's Kang the Conqueror. He's probably gonna be the big bad for for the whole next phase of of Marvel." And it's like cool but he wasn't that version of him right he's not the bad version of him he's he's Playful. this different version of them because there's multiple versions yeah. of him out there of kang the conqueror there's like multiple versions of logi multiple versions of of all the characters that are in it because we find out that all the tva is variants which is something that like you know i thought was kind of telegraphed it's a by like cop episode out. Two. that's what the problem is too it's a big good cop out Right. I mean, and like Duty talked about that a little bit last week when I, I, I had to cut him off. I didn't want to go too deep into it. Where he was just like, it just seems like, you know, they're opening a can of worms and they're writing themselves into a corner that they're just going to write themselves out of because multiple universes exist. And I, was I like, right, well, think he's right. Because the, the, the TVA controls controls the quote unquote master timeline, which is a timeline that Kang, the the one who started TVA, has deemed to be the master timeline because it's the one that comes out to having the best outcome for him. And, you know, the TVA blindly follows it, bureaucracy. Obviously, there's a lot of, like, meta meaning in that where, you know, there's a lot of people who, who blindly follow bureaucracy and it may not be the right thing. Anarchy wins the day. Hence why Loki, uh, you know, could almost comes out on top here. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, in the end, like, Everything the TVA was doing had no meaning because it was completely arbitrary. The right. master timeline is only the master timeline because one person in the entire history right. of this world and every other world that's ever existed has deemed it to be the master timeline because it's his timeline. And I was like, okay. I mean, I kind of get where they're going. And then, of course, we get to the end where now Loki makes the ultimate decision to to. He plays the chaos card essentially, which is what he said is at the base of his of his personality throughout the entire series. Sylvie makes that call, and 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 Loki gives it up. Right, Loki gives up chaos. He gives up. He gives up anarchy, and he's just like he's right. Like right, if if we don't do what he says, who knows what the outcome could be when we get back to our own timelines? 
And ultimately, Sylvie's like, you know, fuck you. I'm a Loki. I've been on a mission. I'm going to continue that mission. I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to do what I set out to do. Uh, she does what she does. And Loki gets sent back to the TVA to his time. And guess what? Kang still conquered. But it's a different version of Kang. Mm-hmm. It's the it's Ken the Kang the Conqueror. So I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting to watch Loki, you know, be so boastful about himself and 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 you know, preaching anarchy and chaos and mischief, and that's what he is. That's what he brings to the universe. That's what he brings to the table. And we get to the end, and he's left with this ultimate quandary where no choice that he, he drank was given, the Kool-Aid and he he, right. he got a little shook. You but know? no choice that he was given was good, right? Like it was either right. you know. You, this happens and we keep this current timeline and it all goes back to normal and you continue essentially being slaves to me with everything being predetermined, which is the opposite of chaos, or you kill me and we start this whole thing all over again, but I might not be the Kang that comes to you at the end. And I thought it was pretty surprising to see Loki just being like, yeah, you know what? I went on this journey. I got the answers I wanted and turns out, I shouldn't have even asked the question to begin with. I'm I'm happy to be a slave to time and to be a slave to this master timeline, but Sylvie, who wasn't, so I I thought I I thought that was an interesting turn for the character, and I thought it was an interesting way to take the story. I'm not I'm not saying that I I don't think the show did a great job of kind of like dissecting that. It's just kind of there, right, uh, right, below the surface, you know, for you to dig through some of the other stuff to get to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Actually, any any other thoughts on on Loki, ma'am? Um, as far as let's just put it this way, as far as the three Marvel series that we've gotten so far, where is this ranked? Uh three, three below Wandavision. Uh, and I'm assuming Falcon Winter Soldier is your favorite. Yeah, but even still, I would say uh, nothing's really blown me away. Nothing has been an A category series. Um, I would say, you know, I would say Loki's a C plus, you know, WandaVision's probably a B, Falcon Winter Soldier is a B plus. You know, right. so yeah, that's fair. that's pretty much my my grading I think as far as, far as the three shows so far. Um, I'm enjoying all I'm, of them. I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying all of them in various degrees and yeah. you I know, think so. I I think I think, you know, I think ultimately I think ultimately the the first episode <laughs> They shot their load, and and I and I really went with it, and I really liked the world of this the the setup, and 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 it just it just it just kind of went downhill after that for me, and it never quite came back up to speed. Um, even though there were moments that shined from time to time, it's just oh uh, yeah, I mean that's it. And, and it ultimately just kind of p- p- you know, I don't want to say petered out, but like it just, you know, it just never really fully developed the way I wanted it to. Um, and left me unfulfilled, you know? Fair. I mean, that, that's fair. Like I said, I think the middle drags. I think, I think the end is a strong end. I think it's a nice hook for season two. It makes me look forward to what's going on, uh, to that, that what's to come. It also really jazzes me, uh, to see this and then like, realize that we're getting a Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. And we've now gotten two TV shows with characters who have spanned re, you know, different realities and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I gotta think that like Doctor Strange, like at least Loki has to be part of Doctor Strange multiverse of madness at some point. Now, given all this, right? Like he's gotta be probably, yeah, yeah. Because and 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 that's the thing, like that's what they want for for this at the very you know, least, the cameo, yeah, something. I mean, 
Anything. That's what they want for this phase four. They want it to feel almost chaotic, like almost yeah. anything can happen because, you know, we, we, we got what we got before and they created a new formula, like the Marvel formula and stuff like that. They have Which to is, change it now. Well, right. And it's going to be going into ways that, you know, I think it suits more for the geeks. And I think that could potentially... Well, I've talked about this before. You know, because a lot of the be, viewers are, you know, not you know, into all this stuff. People like me and Duty and like and like other other nerds and stuff like that, other geeks. Like it's 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 a way for us to like be here to be your shepherds, you know, we're your guides. Like who's this guy at the end? It's Kang the Conqueror. Uh, here's who Kang the Conqueror is. Here's why that's exciting, right? Here's why that's titillating, right? Like, here's why, you know, Yolana, you know, you know I hear you, up, but you're meeting you're, up with that but, woman at the end it's, of. It's a big risk for Disney Black to Widow. be doing this. That's my point. It's not, but but it's less of a risk now that they've already proven the formula and people are just going to buy into it, right? Yeah, but there's a change in the formula. That's the once thing. Once the box office starts dying off and once the buzz starts that's, dying off, that's what I'm worried about. They'll, they'll they'll course correct if they need to, but the fact is, like, I don't think they need to course correct. Like, I I mostly I've only seen positive things about these shows out there. Like, people like these shows, people are into them. But I think you know, yeah. For well, these I don't shows, think these have been overly chaotic. I mean, for the most part, they're pretty streamlined. Uh, besides Loki, no, they are, they are. But like when you look at like the implications of like what's to come as a result of them, right, it's like, right, right, oh right, man, like right. shit can get real fucking right. weird, real fucking right. quick. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I, I'm open to it. Believe me, I am. I just don't want it to be batshit bonkers. You know, as open as you would be to uh, receiving Chad Smith into your uh, <laughs> eager anus. No. <laughs> You know Chad's got an STD. Come on. Uh, oh, come multiple. on. Come multiple. on. No. I, you know I, he's I, got I kids walking around that. with sores on. on their mouth because he, uh, he <laughs> <laughs> because he gave it to their mother and they came down the birth canal with it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I really enjoyed Loki. I think like after watching it, it's, you know, if I had to put it, it's going to be Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and then WandaVision. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at with it. Um I think I think Loki's great. I think it I think it's setting up more than the other two have for for what's to come in the Marvel universe. But I can also see your point of view where it's just like it kind of let me down, right? Like I I told my wife I thought that because Miss Minutes um had said that the TVA was started by a a TVA member who made it to the end of time and then went back and then started the TVA after that that multi you know universe war. I had thought that when Loki and Sylvie got to the end, I thought it was going to be Mobius controlling it all mm. because they said it was a TVA member that was at the end, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Like if it's him, because that's that that makes sense. But that's not not how it was. It's you know it's Kang. We don't know whether he was a TVA member or not. We know that he's a variant. He we know that he's aware of variants and stuff like that. But that's that, that's what made me think. Like oh, I actually thought about it. I was like maybe making it Mobius at the end would have been like a nice I gotcha moment, right? And then he explains how like he was the sole survivor of the TVA after a timeline collapsed. He made it to the end of time and saw that he could restart time and he restarted time and, and started the TVA all over again to do it better this time. Yeah. Yeah. Because we get it. those scenes where Mobius is in Renslayer's office, right? 
And he puts his glass down and she says, use a coaster. And he's just like, but it's already got rings. And she goes from you. And he goes, and he's, he's, he doesn't remember that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause when did that happen? In another life, in another time. Mm-hmm. That's not him. Mm. So like, that's why I thought like maybe making it Mobius at the end might've been a little bit more impactful. Just, just going through this, this, this singular story. I understand having it be Kang for the greater Marvel universe opens up a whole more interesting can of worms. But I think just for this series stories, story wise, having it be Mobius probably would have had a little bit more impact. Um, and one thing I wanted to, before we get out of here, uh, Jay, I wanted to know, did you notice that, the TVA, right? It uses a lot of like Asgardian tech and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but when they get to the end of time, right? When they get to the end of time, it's like this purplish, bluish hue and stuff all around. And when we went as Ant Man into the quantum realm, uh, in 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 Ant Man and the Wasp to get Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet Van Dyne out, there's like this kind of like city off in the background in the quantum realm. Do you think possibly the end of time is the quantum realm? I think it's a phenomenal Easter egg. Uh, I was wondering I, that while watching I, this. I, I, I was do like, "Do believe that's going to get addressed?" I will. Say I was that. like, "If if Kang is the main villain for Quantum Mania, we know that we have time travel in the MCU as a result and multiple timelines as a result of Scott Lang going into the the the, the quantum realm and discovering." "Quote unquote," discovering time travel, and then we got this world that's at the end of time, and just the two worlds look so much alike. I was just thinking, like maybe, maybe this the quantum realm is the tunnel to the end of time, and that's where all that is taking place at the end is in the quantum realm. Hmm. Well, just a little theory. Just a little, it's, it's, little it's, ex- it's, it's, it's exciting to think about, and it's a it's a damn good possibility and it's a great easter egg so i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to be next what, what, what is the next series that we got coming up what if what what if, if? okay what if is next which and then i probably apparently, won't watch and then oh you need you. to watch it dude you uh, need to watch it I don't, you gotta watch it it's not my jam i'm your sherpa i'm your sherpa up uh, that now you got a question care ask, about that stuff i'll take it i'll it's take just, you there it's just too out there i'll take you there <laughs> Can you take me higher? <laughs> now, what about after that? Is it the uh, Hawkeye series? Uh, Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel apparently both still slated for 2021 release. Mm. Okay. We'll see. But Hawkeye, yes, you know, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye 2, being trained by Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, you know all this stuff and we obviously got a little bit of a hawkeye easter egg at the end of black widow as well for something that might be going on in the hawkeye series so we'll see we'll see ms marvel i'm not sure really what to expect you know so we will see we we, we will see where that goes but i'm more excited for hawkeye at this moment uh i'm excited for loki season two man i'm excited for what they got going on in the mcu i think it's a lot of fun i understand it's it's probably going to be a little bit more taxing now on the "Quote unquote" general audience for 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 this for this uh, franchise, I get that. Yeah, but you got you got people like me. I'm your Sherpa. Just ask. 
ask reach out to us on the social medias reach out to me absent movie pod on twitter and i am also on instagram smb dave on there jay where can people find you if they want to if they want to yeah, ask you questions definitely. not about the mcu well, jay, and, yeah jay well, obviously help. not that but indie stuff cocktails girls whatever you want to do uh <laughs> facebook girls 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 i do <laughs> super movie bros podcast on facebook uh, Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and I am also on Twitter, J underscore SMB. There you have it. We also have a Patreon, so if you want to check out some of the Patreon episodes, uh, you want to you want to get in on the uh, on the in jokes, you know, you want to be part of the click, head over to patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros, a podcast, and of course, we love when you guys reach out to us, and nothing is better than being reached out to and being touched Touch. by a touched touch a gentle a gentle breeze a gentle on a naked... touch an embrace no just 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 reach, a gentle breeze just reach out just, breeze. just okay. a wisp in the wind that <sighs> that brussels your your pubic hairs together yeah. as you stand naked on but the not outdoors. like the happening and my shaman's happening not, no, not, not, like, not that like that not like that okay. not like that at all no no yeah. uh but we would By like the way, you guys Dave, to leave us reviews off topic are, us... you, are you gonna watch old yeah uh, fuck yeah i'm gonna watch good old. so am i Fuck yeah. Dude, we're from Philadelphia. Of course. You think we're not going to watch we Hometown Boy? boy. We got to support our boy. Yeah. got to support Hometown Boy. That dude can make 10 more shit movies, <laughs> and I'm still going to go to the theaters to watch his shit movies, and I'm going to be like, and I'll judge them, and I'll tell you how fucking terrible they are, but I'll still be like, Hometown Boy. I'll, I'll, I'll give him my dollars. M. Night Shyamalan, baby. You, you know, he, he's one of us. He is. He is. He's one of us. He got out. He made it, and then he came back. Richer. <laughs> but anyway, make me feel good. You know, like 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 a breeze on my naked bottom uh, by heading over to. <laughs> but don't but don't say it like you know Halle Berry and Monsters Ball. You know, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> can you make me feel good? <laughs> oh my god, it freaks can me you out. Make me feel good. <laughs> so like off topic, off topic. By the way, just 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 head over to, to <laughs> Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck, and and please leave us a review, five stars, whatever you whatever you got to do. Just leave us a review, God, please, for for the love yeah, of Christ. We love do iTunes it. reviews. But anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, because we'll read it on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's the best way to. Reach We're sounding out to like us. desperate little sluts right now. We are. Yeah. But but anyway, <laughs> just just a real quick aside before we get out of here because of that. You you make me feel good. <laughs> um, I I was I was like a, a poll like that was on social media i'm pretty sure it was on twitter that i saw it and it was like people asking like like what are your like your sexiest moments in movies and someone put that and i went like oh shit are you just putting that there because you see howie berry's boobs because like you see howie berry's boobs in in swordfish like that is an extremely depressing scene like that scene is haunting oh you're sa- oh they were saying that monsters ball they was were one saying of the that monsters scenes? ball like him and and her and Billy Bob Thornton fucking was Ugh. one of the sexiest scenes they've ever seen. Ew. And I was like, I wanted to call the oh FBI my God. and like be like, dude, the person that said this needs to be put on a watch list. Yeah, because <laughs> no, doubt. that's a depressing scene. It is. It's not rape because she asks him no, to do no, it. No, no, However, no, no, no. It's not it is two it's not extremely depressed people doing it. Not for the joy of sex, but, but just escaping to feel something for something other yeah. than loss. Yeah. And it is absolutely terrible. It's, it's haunting, yeah. 
And I was like, but someone put that down as like their, and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is like one of my, one of, one of the sexiest scenes I've ever seen. And I was like, holy shit, like you and Jay should get together and go bowling because like one of his sexiest scenes is a fucking brother uh, watching some dude fuck his sister while she's on her period. And like, I was like, that's one of Jay's sexiest scenes. So I'm like, maybe you guys should all get together. Uh, not the sexiest, but it's like, you know, an intriguing. <laughs> intriguing, <laughs> intriguing. I want to thank all you guys for listening. (laughs) Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.